how big is your outreach? The size of your outreach will directly relate to the amount of sales you've got coming in. Are you emailing? Are you sales calling? Are you networking? Are you putting yourself out there to find the customers that you really need? Join Christina and I as we talk about the sales process, whether the reframe from last episode on sales actually worked, and she has some surprise news at the start of the episode. Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome back to the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series. Uh, back with me is Christina from Fresh Print Media. Hello, Christina. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I'm losing things. Uh, hi. <laughs> and you started this with, I have news. And I thought, let's press record. I want to hear. Everyone wants to hear. What news do you have? So um, I started a new email series today, which... It was much belabored because I built this list a while ago and I've been just um, needing to rewrite the first email. I wanted to change up my initial email a little on it. I needed to rewrite it so that my virtual assistant could send these out for me. So I finally did it Monday, which took all of 11 minutes. So I'm glad I procrastinated <laughs> on it for three weeks. Um, and she scheduled them to go out this morning. And I just now got an email back from one of them saying, hey, yeah, let's jump on a call tomorrow at three. Oh, that's rolling. amazing. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I also I got an email it. last week after my sixth email that said, hey, we really appreciate your persistence, but we're not interested. But I was like, hey, they've answered. So that's great. <laughs> we really appreciate your persistence, but it's not that's, right for us. It's exactly what she said. <laughs> we appreciate your persistence trying to get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> people do appreciate it because like it's unbelievable how many people you have to chase to do things for you and when you find someone who's the opposite who actually wants to do stuff and is focused on doing it and focused on contacting you it's like wow I actually appreciate this person I wish I had work for them <laughs> yeah so you know that is fantastic news uh so like what kind of company is it? Is it one of the food lists? Is it one of the drink lists? It's uh, from the canned drink list. So seltzers. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, we need to know what happens next. So you've got the call. Do you know what the call is about? Are you ready for the call? How do you feel about it? Um, well, I sent him a uh, Zoom link for tomorrow at 3 p.m., which is the time he said. So I sent that. Um, I'm probably going to, I mean, he didn't really say much. He said, let's get the ball rolling. I said, hey, my email was, Hey, do you want to create, you know, impactful visuals basically? So I love it. Uh, obviously that's what it should be about, but I mean, do, um, I'm familiar with the company obviously from my initial research, but I mean, probably do a deep dive, you know, today or, and tomorrow, just see what info I can find. Cool. Um, when you say deep dive, like spend half an hour having a look at the social media, the different bits pulled together, like have an idea 
and then the best thing to do is ask him as many questions as possible yeah um, that is absolutely the best thing is to understand him uh that's fantastic congratulations yeah. i love Thank it you. What a journey we've been on uh, since first talking about cold emails and then we spoke to Eric Finnegan and then we were working on the email business and what a journey we've been on. Um, yeah. And then I have to know as well, did you do any of the sales calls? What happened since our last, our last time? Um, so I've been doing calls and I did some follow-up calls. So I've spoken to a few people sent over portfolios, left more voicemails than I've spoken to people. That's um, normal. Yeah. So I've just been sending stuff over as possible. Like when I do get in touch with people and then, um, you know, leaving voicemails or trying again. Um, I've also been trying to mix it up because I, I've been trying to do more calls and get more comfortable with it. But I've been also trying to mix up um, my outreach in general, I've just been trying to up outreach. And so there's some warm leads that come through to me via email, like um, these different sites where I'm kind of listed as a, as a vendor, as a photographer. And I normally don't really do anything, but I've just buckled down and started responding, started sending, you know, preliminary proposals or info. And it's good because once I started doing that a little bit, I kind of got a script together and I, I sort of in um, OneNote created those based on type and mm. I just can kind of copy and paste and edit a little. It's, it's quick, but I've actually, my goal this week was to call or talk to 15 people and then submit to 10 different outside opportunities that were already existing in some way. And I've just today hit the 10 opportunity, other opportunities. I'm behind on the calls, but yeah, I'm just trying to, in general, I think get out more, not only with the calls, but just everything a little bit more. I love that. Yeah. I love that because the size of the energy you put out there is the size of the response that comes back. If yeah. you do two calls, there's not going to be much coming back. Yeah. This is fantastic. It seems yeah. like a real shift in energy since we last spoke. Yeah. And I'm just trying to find ways to make different ways that I can reach out that are that work for me too and mm. to to supplement the calling and to maybe connect better so i've been brainstorming ways to do things like more in person but um i also did try out another photographer in another region recommended um there's a business networking group called bni they said uh -huh. they actually get a lot of their work through there so i actually attended one of their meetings as a guest and there was a couple people that I could work with really well. One of them even set up a meeting with me and we talked about working with, um, cause he does like branding and marketing and the other guy does digital advertising and marketing. So they're like, we have clients that, you know, we don't handle photography. We have clients that need, need what you do. So, um, I've been, you know, I talked with those guys, uh, and that looks like a promising Avenue. So, I and love I, that. yeah. And I ended up joining the chapter as just accepted, uh, today actually my application was accepted so the other good thing i'm excited about that is because they meet weekly and they do basically like 60 second like elevator pitches every meeting and there's a lot of training and i was like i'm really excited about that because it'll get me used to talking with other business people and then also 
refining my offer, refining how I talk about my business. So I'm kind of excited about that as a growing opportunity in, you know, to feed into my sales and getting comfortable talking and saying what I do and being, you know, making, saying it so that people are like, (laughs) oh, we understand what that is. Not wait, what do you, what is that? What do you do? You know? I absolutely so. love that. Uh, I was actually a member of BNI for six okay. months uh, and joined some of the other ones that are similar in England. BNI is the world over. Uh, I didn't realize it was so big. And for those of you yeah. who are listening, stands for Business Network International. And the idea is you join a group. And within that group, there is one from sort of each industry. So there's one yeah. photographer, there's one plumber there's one electrician there's and there's no competing businesses within that and then you all help each other to find businesses and the big thing they keep repeating is givers gain uh which i don't know if they repeated that to you at the meeting um yeah they said a lot of things but (laughs) they said a lot of things the idea is the more business you help other people find the more business that they will help you find and the most successful people in those organizations are the people that find connections for everyone and it's this idea of reciprocity if i help you you'll help me and we're all more successful Uh, And the whole thing is about finding sales opportunities. And if they've got other people who are in your area, I think that could be hugely impactful for you. Hugely impactful. Yeah. And I just think it'll be, you know, I know that it could be, it could not be a rest of my life thing that I'm part of, but I think right now, just the practice weekly, practicing the muscle of talking about my business, talking to other business owners and feeling like I'm on their level is is going to really help my overall sales. So I'm excited for that as like a growth opportunity. I love that. And you're right. I, like, I did, overall, I did networking for about two years and it led to lifelong friends. And it's yeah. incredible. You get out there, you meet people, you have fun, and these become your friends over the years. Uh, so I would say, go for it. I love that. (laughs) That's excellent. The 60 second pitch is a really fun bit and there is an art to doing it. And in every one of these groups, they have something like that, where you stand up 60 seconds, you tell people roughly what you do and who you are. And the idea is in 60 seconds, you give people enough to be interested in you to come and talk to you afterwards. That's the idea. And I'm sure when you did it, you probably watched 20 other pitches. Yeah. I'm sure when you did that, you were watching 20 other pitches and some of them were good. And some of them, even in 60 seconds, make you want to fall asleep. Yeah. And there is a real art to getting your message across. Uh, so is your next event next next week? Yeah, so de- uh, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Do you have an idea what you're going to do for your 60 second pitch this week? I do not. So I attended two um, meetings to try out the different chapters. And so because they let me as the guest go last, um, I got a semi idea of what we're doing for the first one. And then by the second one, I had a much clearer idea. I think it was better. And then I think part of the thing is like in the pitch, they want you to really refine your ass. Like, okay, you're telling us about what you do, but like, 
what specifically, who can we specifically refer you or what specific problem do you solve? And I was like, oh, that's really cool to like think about in your like talking about what you do, like what specifically, you know, it's something I, it's part of this whole process we've been talking about, but it's not something that I've really refined, I guess. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. Like I need to think about not only introducing me and what I do, but what specifically am I looking for? Who needs me? So, you know, I guess I'll have to work on that. I know there's a whole class they make you take. Uh, It's like a couple hour course that goes over all that. So I'm excited to kind of learn about all that and do the, do the work on that. I love that because one of the key concepts is you're not just selling to people in the room. Yeah. You're selling through their network. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's a very different thing selling to the person in front of you going, do you need photographs or do you need images yeah. or do you need this versus selling to the people who they are selling to? So the better they can pitch you and the better they can find opportunities. It's yeah. a completely different thing. And networking has a whole a whole range yeah. of skills <laughs> to get the most yeah. out of those opportunities. And I was, it was a really good experience. So I'm excited for this um, because going in, I was even when doing the, uh, the preliminary, like the guest visit meetings, I was, I was terrified. I had one of those thoughts of like, who am I? Like, you know, again, like that, that same thing that comes up, like, right. Like no one wants what I have and who am I to think I belong here, et cetera. And so, you know, or is this a call or whatever? <laughs> um, but I, so I went in with like not knowing what to expect and everyone was so like welcoming and friendly. Even the people have seemed like really like, you know, like important lawyery people, like everyone was so friendly <laughs> and it was like such a great, op- I felt so comfortable talking about what I do. And so like, just everyone was so welcoming and I was like, oh, this is really a difference in tone for me talking about what I do in my business and being Christina, the business person and feeling like I belong there versus how I've been the mindset I've been, I think coming at sales calls with. So I was like, Oh, this is all really good reach brain retraining. I think, you know, to feel positive while talking about my business and to others. And not that I don't, it makes me it makes me sound like I hate my business, but <laughs> you know what I mean. I think you love your business. It's just yeah. the talking to other people about it that gets weird, which we did a lot about the yeah. sort of the language you use to yourself. And we all do it before we go into the phone call, before we go into the networking meeting. Like I spent a decade teaching people how to do presentation skills. And actually at the end, I realized there was a huge amount that was just what people said to themselves before they stood up and presented and they would sit there about to be presenting and they would be looking scared saying inside their head not to anyone else inside their head what if it goes wrong what if I forget my lines what if they don't like what I say who am I to be teaching these people this stuff and they have this internal chatter that like stops them from being who they want to be so I think if you've got a bunch of warm lovely people who you've met who are interested in you what a great way to practice your content, connect, retrain your brain that people are interested in you, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> so like 
I think one of the things that I did when I was doing this was to write two or three different versions of my 60 second pitch. Mm-hmm. And then I'd try them out over the weeks and yeah. I'd notice which ones people most react to. Mm. Uh, and the structure I always used was what's the problem, like the problem and the pain, what's my solution, and then who do I want to speak to? Yeah. Uh, that was my kind of structure that I used, and I found it quite easy. So if I was going to, like, and this will be very rough, but if I was going to do a 60-second pitch for you, I'd be standing up going, okay, so you own your own business. You know that you should be promoting your business on social media. You know that the most impactful thing you can do is have incredible graphics, images, and photos to promote your business. But have you ever been wondering, what do I share this week? (laughs) What do I put on there? What do I post? Well, that is the problem that I help people solve. So whether you are a food business, a drink business, or a lawyer business, I help you come up with the visuals that show your business to the best possible light on social media and to prospective clients. That would be kind of my rough thing. And then at the end, I go, who am I looking for? I'm looking for business owners that are looking to market themselves and find new clients. I'm looking for business owners that just don't know what to share on social media and need something that represents themselves. Or I'm looking for people who are looking to rebrand their website with new photos and new images that show them off in their best light. And then I'd stare at people. (laughs) That would be my, that would be how I would do it. And then I'd have like different versions for these different things. Uh, How does that sound? Uh, Sounds pretty solid. Sounds pretty solid. Yeah, because you're, you know, you're defining that. Well, you're not even saying what you do up front necessarily. You're like just starting with the problem. So people like maybe, maybe if you say I'm a photographer, maybe if people like forget like, ah, because sometimes you say I'm a photographer and people think, oh, you shoot models or you shoot headshots. Like, yeah, whatever that means to them. So you're taking any preconceptions out of the picture and so they're not zoning out off the bat and saying, oh, that doesn't apply to me. And you're you're saying the problem and then, you know, that you have the solution. Yeah, I think that's like a good, and again, something I've never thought about really. I don't think I even said the word photographer. Maybe I don't think not. I even no. mentioned yeah. it in there. I don't think you even need it. Because uh, yeah. I think when you go through... Um, a lot of these pitches that people do end in a request of, do you know anyone who needs photos? Yeah. And most of the time, if you ask that to a bunch of the people, they'll go, no. <laughs> so do yeah. I know anyone who needs photos? Nope. Um, because that's not something people go around saying. Um, yeah. Whereas if you go, do you know anyone who struggles to know what to put on their social media channels? Do you know anyone who's rebranding their business and is looking to make it look sharper? Do you know anyone who's looking to refine their marketing materials and have images that better show them off? Like that's more likely to be shared amongst business people rather than those other things. So the way you define who you're looking for can directly affect whether people can refer you. Uh, So I'd ask you, 
for this this group of people or the group of people they would know, who do you think or what do you think you'd most like to say to them? Like, what's the like? What do they need to look out for whilst they're they're helping you find business? I would say so. They need to look out for um, other businesses that have lackluster images on their social and website. Cool. So I guess it's either A, they see it on the website, or B, if you're speaking to the business person and they're complaining about their website not converting, their social media not working, they're talking about things they're doing, they don't know what to share, like those kind of things. Yeah, because I guess there's two elements. There's one, what can they physically see from the outside? And then there's two, what do they need to listen out for from that business person, business owner, uh, marketeer, whoever it is. Yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, maybe it's, are your clients complaining about not getting hits online? You know, mm. their sales, their, maybe their sales posting is not getting, is not converting, is not getting click throughs. That's interesting. So it is, are your clients, have you heard them talk about not getting enough conversion, not getting enough hits, not getting enough impact from their social media marketing? Like that's the kind of person I can speak to because we can create content that will get them attention, get them noticed and get them out there. Yeah. I love that. Do you want to have a go at doing a 60 second pitch for me off the cuff before we move on? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Correct answer. It's definitely a lot easier when you hear everyone do them. It's interesting um, because then you're like, oh, okay, I see what we're doing here. But it it was easier. yeah, it was interesting because I had like some of the ones that were really, I was like, oh, like I see how this is useful is they were so specific in like there's a chiropractor and she could have just been like, oh, do you have aches and pains? Which we all do, right? Like everyone needs that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she was like, oh, I'm working with specific, like she was working with a very specific group, a very specific issue. And do you know anyone in your life? Or there was a dentist who specifically works with like elder, uh, elderly patients, you know, just has like, I would say the touch, but I just knows what specific things they face, you know, I guess with both insurance and like medical issues. And she's like, do you know anyone that's elderly that needs you know, to care for their teeth. Or I was like, oh, that's really interesting. They really like, it's something that you say it's so general, you can help everyone. But no, they really like dialed down and said, here's who I'm looking for. And I'm sure you get like other, but I was like, oh, that's, I think again, it's that whole like thing, you know, you should have a niche, you should niche down, right? But we go like, no, I can help everyone. Ah. Yeah, if you go in there saying, I can help everyone, you will get zero referrals yeah. because people won't know who to send you to. And it's it, the converse is true. The more specific you are, you think you're cutting off the market, but you're not. You're making it easier for people to refer you to them. Yeah. So even if you had like it's three types of things or as you were speaking... Like a magic thing you could do is tie in three of the businesses around the table to what you're doing. 
So if yeah. Jeff, the dentist over there, he needs photos for his social media of happy clients, of him working to be able to put online to attract attention. Who were the other person? You said it was a dentist. A chiropractor. Yeah, the chiropractor needs great looking photos of people coming in crooked and leaving straight. And I don't know, they need images to be able to promote their business and show off what they do. And you could pick three of the businesses and go, this is the examples, and then go very specific into your request. And the one thing I've learned over the years is the more specific you are with your request, the more likely you are to get someone to come back and say, I can help you with that or I can't. The more vague and general you are, the more likely you are to be ignored. Yeah. Okay, so should we do it? Are you ready? Okay, I <laughs> yeah. feel like we should have some kind of drum roll, some kind of something. <laughs> I don't have a drum roll on my thing. We could have some kind of ballpark sound. Um, but yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> okay. Christina! Uh <laughs> Hey there, are you on social media and the web? Everyone is nowadays, right? Especially with the pandemic, it's changed our presentation. We have to be online. You have to catch eyes. You want to attract those future clients. Are you having trouble knowing what to post or keeping up with the constant posting and finding quality images that are specific, speak to your business and catch attention? Well, I can help you solve that. I can help you plan your content to go on and create it for you. We can make beautiful images that speak to your business, what you do, and attract your customers' eyes and stop their thumbs when scrolling. What's the close? What's the close? Uh, oh, so if you know anyone, <laughs> so if you or anyone you know is struggling to keep up with their online image and what to post on social media, then send them to me. I can help. Perfect. Love that. About that part. No, yes. <laughs> Close me. Tell me what you're looking for. Um, <laughs> that was great. That was super quick. Uh, I've got one piece of feedback at the start bit. What you did really well was ask questions. The quickest way to engage an audience is to ask questions. Yes, you did that fantastically. What you didn't do was given any time for anyone to answer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the example would be, like, are you on social media and the web? You have to be online nowadays. Do you catch eyes? Do you know what to put on your social media? Do you do this? Do you do that? And I'm like, whoa, 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 I, can't, I haven't even answered the first question. So I think the key here is to ask a question and then leave a second or two for people to respond. So do you have eye-catching images that you can use to enhance your social media? Do you know what you're posting each week? And the slower pace of delivery will allow people to answer in their head because every pitch, every presentation is a two-way conversation even if they're not saying it out loud, they're answering in their heads. So you just need to like slow down and give space for that to do it. And I know we all do this when we first start is we get nervous and I'm just going to blurt it all out, get it over and done with and then sit the hell down because yeah. <laughs> then it's over with. Um, but by doing that, you lose all of the impact. So yeah, 
yeah, that's my main piece of feedback is the pace of delivery with the questions. I thought you did a really good job of framing it with the questions. You transitioned to what do you actually do, which I loved. Uh, we forgot to close, but with a little prompt, you were like, okay, yeah. I'm going to close. We'll get, that. We'll, get that. we'll get there. We'll get there. But that's a really clear, easy structure. And I think that's my bit is just the, the pause and the eye contact when you're in the room will change a presentation from being like just, whoa, can't take this and I don't know what to do with it to connection, impact, and then hopefully leads. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, one will hope leads, yes. <laughs> well, and this stuff builds up over time because people won't give yeah. you leads immediately until they trust you. So once you've turned up for three, four, five weeks, they're like, oh, there's Christina. She's nice. We're starting to trust her. Oh, I found this for you. I found that for you. But the key to all of this stuff is building trust and connection. Uh, and once we've done that, then leads start to come. This yeah. is super exciting, Christina. You've upped yeah. your outreach, you're doing phone calls, you're going networking. This seems yeah. like a real shift. Yeah. I'm I'm try, I'm really like trying to make an effort and I was like if I'm not going to phone call all day, then I need to do other I need to find other ways to kind of you know, do it as well. So just I think get out. Yeah, yeah, have a mix. Have a mix, and then you're seeing people, you're calling, you're emailing, you're responding. I think yeah. that's fantastic. The one thing I would suggest to build on this is then to have a list of opportunities. So these people said they were interested, these people said they were interested, or I had this lead. So you've got a list of opportunities that you can look through each week, work out where you are, who needs following up, <laughs> who needs pushing. Yeah. Uh, and just to do that. So I was actually going to ask the question because two shows ago, we had Omed, who was interested. Oh, yeah. uh, so my thought is, what's happening with Omed? And if we had a list of opportunities, we could go down and go, okay, where are we with Omed? Where are we with this guy who said he wanted the three o'clock call? Where are we with these people? And it just helps us to stay on top of all the potential leads and we're more likely to convert them if we do that. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So you do like a spreadsheet style, like kind of. Yeah. A little spreadsheet of, Oh, I got this lead from BNI. Someone handed me this business card and said, they're looking for someone that goes on my opportunity list and I ring them or I email them. And then each week I look at it and go, did they respond? I better chase them again. Oh, they did respond. Yeah. They said they'll do this. And you just, you see what phase of the sales process you're in and it helps you to stay focused, especially like if you start to do this level of networking and calling and emailing, you're going to have leads all over the place. Super exciting. Yeah. Then you just, you got to manage them and stay on top of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I have a couple spreadsheets already kind of, that I think I can use for that perfect one or the other maybe i should combine them simplicity is always the best the more yeah. spreadsheets and the more stuff you have in different places you end up not looking at them and not following through so the simpler the better the easier the better because we just need to make sure that we stay on top of these um, yeah and let's actually take the real life example uh omed like 
where is he? Is he just in your emails? Is he in a list of people that you're selling to? Is he like... He's in a list. So, because I have the lists that I break down by like kind of type. So I have a list in that sheet called collabs, um, which are people I identified that I'm, we might, our businesses might work well together. So yes. he's in there. And every time I contact, I like add a note. So when people are in there, but then I also have a spreadsheet that's contacts that I want to stay in touch with, which is kind of in similar in many ways. So I think I should just combine them because some of those, there's a lot of crossover. That but. sounds good. And specifically on OMED, where are we with that one? What happened? Uh, so I haven't heard since I left a voicemail for him. I haven't heard anything. How long ago was that? Two weeks ago, Friday. Good knowledge. I'm impressed by your recall. Uh, okay, so what do you think the next action is with him? Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, do I send a text? Do I send an email? Do I do another phone call? What is most likely to make things happen? Phone call. So what's the next action? So I just call and just say, hey, following up. Um, you know, yeah. wondering just about that following project up. you talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to connect. Uh, if it's dead, no worries. Uh, even if it's dead, I'd love to chat to you about what else we can do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and a very sort of casual thing that makes it easy for him to respond to you. Yeah. Okay. And then what we just spoke through is the process to go through like as we build a list of all of these leads, that's the process is like, okay, A, where are we with this person? And then B, what's the next action? Uh, yeah. And then if there's any confusion over the what's the next action, the question is what's most likely to move it along? <laughs> yeah. Which the, the answer to that is all sorts of different things. Like 80% of the time, it'll be make a phone call. Uh, but sometimes it'll be send an email, speak to a friend, do this, do that. Um, and then we go down the list of opportunities. We push each one onwards. And that's what we do every week until we get the business, the deal is signed. And then you can take that and put it into your list of actual clients. And sales is a process. We just keep following through with the process. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Cool. Now, tell me, I'm really intrigued to know, we spent a long time last week on interrupting the pattern of the old behavior before making phone calls, installing yeah. a new pattern. D did you get a chance to have a go when you were doing the calls? Did it make any difference? What happened? It doesn't um, have to have done. If it didn't work at all, that's okay. So I wrote, an, I wrote out an actual like sales mantra, like some like re- framing thinking thoughts like good thoughts to read through when I need to um and I also linked a song that I like if I need to get up and have a dance break <laughs> I love that but what's the song it's uh I like it but it's Cardi B and J Balvin and I some love other it. artists so it's like so we really can stick salsa it on. yeah you know <laughs> dance break <laughs> I love that did you need a dance break when making the calls um, no, but I put it there because I may in the future. 
I love that. So you've got the sales mantra, we've got the dance song. Like, what was your process of going into the calls this week? Really, it's just, you know, remind myself that they're happy to hear from someone. They might be bored. Maybe I just provided some entertainment or, you know, they might be looking for someone to do this and are dreading this research of it. So just reminding myself all the positives that I wrote down, I wrote down, um, you know, about me that I'm good, I'm good at this, like reframing for myself. And then also I wrote down what could go right. So reviewing those and then, um, and then procrastinating for about 20 minutes and then <laughs> <laughs> refreshing my email and then just going ahead and calling because otherwise, you know, it won't happen. So yeah, just calling, going through, uh, looking at the little script I wrote myself cause it's easier that way. And yeah, leaving messages or asking for people and just getting through them as quickly as possible, (laughs) (laughs) which isn't as quick as one would think, because if, you know, if you do get someone or you have to hold for someone, it's actually, it can take a minute. So it can take a minute. And then I have to take notes on each one. Like if there was like what happened, what time it was, and if I needed to send them something and follow up. So it's actually not that quick. No, no. Sometimes it can be because it's like left voicemail on this date, dial next one. Uh, sometimes it's like, oh, you had a 10 minute chat and then you've got to send a follow up email and it takes you half an hour to do that particular piece. Um, yeah. So sometimes fast, sometimes it's not. Uh, one thing I would like to talk about is the little procrastinating for 20 minutes in the middle. Because <laughs> guess what? I used to do that all the time. I used to put it off. I had a call this way. I actually had an instant this week. So Katie and I run the Rebel Finance School whole purpose is to help people sort their finances and we tell people very clearly at the start of the course no selling in the groups like we're not here for you to sell your business this is about learning finances together and guess what someone did in the first week we start selling in the groups someone complained i sent them a message they said they wouldn't do it then we find out four weeks later they're still doing it uh, and I get that email and I just hang my head like, <sighs> what do you think old Alan would have done with that email? Let it sit there for a long time. Weigh Let it you. sit there, weigh on me, eventually send it to the rest of the people in the team going, what do you think I should do? Knowing full well what I should what actually should do, do, but it's an avoidance tactic. And I'd probably avoid it for two to three weeks. What do you think current Alan does? Just says, okay, I'll handle this and boots the person. I actually decided I wanted to give them the chance to explain what was going on, so I called them. And Mm. even though I didn't want to, even though it was a call where I had to tell someone off, I just picked up the phone, I dialed the number, and I spoke to them right there and then. And I just did it. And by the time I've made the call and it's over... I've not had the time to cause myself pain (laughs) by thinking about it. I've just done it and it's over. And generally, if you tackle something that's a bit rubbish quickly, how do you feel afterwards? Relieved. Yeah, massively. I'm like, okay, I've done that. And also, 
I've been a good example for everyone else in my team because I can send a message saying, I just rung them, I fixed it, they promised they won't do it again, keep an eye out for it, we'll boot them next time if it doesn't work. Um, but I believe in second chances, so I wanted oh. to hear what the person had to say. So you didn't tell them off? Oh, I did tell them off, definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are not allowed to do this. You You can explain why you did it but it's unacceptable. You cannot do it. And if you do it again, I will remove you from the course. I don't want to do that, but you're not giving me much option here. And they kind of went a bit sheepish and it was an awkward silence. And then we had a little chat about what they're doing in their life and the weather as British people do. And then we yeah. moved on. Is that the police coming for you, Christina? Or yes, is that the police coming, coming for me? coming for me directly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, 20-minute procrastination period has a psychological and energy effect on you. Yeah. And the more you can minimize it, the better. And the thing that I've realized over years, I call it the three-second rule. There's lots of names for it. It's like, if I think I need to do something, do it inside three seconds. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm torturing myself. Uh, and I guess the thing I always say to people is you get to decide how long your torture period is. So yeah. <laughs> that little bit, you've you've read your thing, you've read your mantra, you've got yourself ready, you're in the right mindset, and then you procrastinate for 20 minutes. You've got like that torture period in the middle. You get to decide how long that is and how much of your life you want to spend in procrastination and torture. And it's up to you. If you enjoy it, like, why not increase it to an hour and torture yourself for an hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but it is progress. Though. I used to procrastinate for like two weeks. So. <laughs> it's amazing progress. It's yeah, amazing yeah. progress. And I love that. And uh, yeah, I guess the only reason for saying it is... I feel like I've been on the same journey as you, Christina. <laughs> yeah, I literally definitely. used to procrastinate for weeks on phone calls. And then I got it down to half an hour. And then I got it down to 20 minutes. And now it is like five seconds. And I do not want to waste my life's energy <laughs> on torturing myself over calls that I know I need to do that will make the world a better place. I just need to do them. And I like... Yeah. Yeah. I just need to do them. I'm speaking to myself here. Just get on with it, Alan. <laughs> we can uh, all employ Simon's Irish coffee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he does seem to need some Dutch courage occasionally to get him to make those phone calls. Uh, that was when we, when we were running the business together, that was my role was I was the person they rolled out for the awkward conversations. It's like, we've got a problem over here, Alan. You make that phone call. Uh, and they would <laughs> shove me in there. Uh, and then there became a phase where Simon also started to go, actually, I have had the realization that the quicker I make the awkward phone call, the better life is. So now mm. I'm pumped. Show me the awkward moment. Let me in there. I just want to go in there. Let me get Let it me done. Let me get to the better life. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it made a real difference to us both that, yeah. like, the quicker I get that stuff over with, the nicer, like, I get onto the good stuff that I actually want to do. Um, yeah, so we just dive in now immediately. 
we've dealt a lot with sales, marketing, networking, pitching, and all sorts of things. Uh, tell me what your plan is for the next couple of weeks with all of these different items. What are you going to do? What are you going to get up to next? And I guess as Christina does this, the people listening, I'd love you to do the same thing. Right now, as you listen, what are you going to do next for your sales strategy? What are you going to do next in terms of networking? What are you going to do next in terms of marketing? And if we keep that process going, we will keep the sales coming in. Um, so as you listen to this, uh, please do work this out for yourself as well. Christina, over to you for your actual answer. Um, so obviously just keep up kind of the overall outreach vibe that I'm doing. Um, you know, the emails are pretty much like locked and loaded at this point, although I guess I should start building the next, um, the next list since we just started a new, started emailing a new one. So that'll go six emails through, but, um, one of the things on my list that I really want to get done, um, you know, ASAP is, uh, some sort of email for holiday bookings because now is the time. Um, so getting that out to past clients, especially. Oh yes. That's a great idea. Yes. Reconnecting with people on that one, diving into the BNI stuff, doing the course that they do and like really, you know, working on the pitch and the speaking part of that. And then just keeping up kind of the pace I set for myself with the calls and the, um, what's the other thing? Oh, the kind of the warm leads or the, the different stuff that I see posted that I've been now responding to and kind of getting out there. I love that. So, That's so a just, huge you know, amount of marketing effort and energy. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's good. You know, a lot of the stuff that I was really focused and putting a lot of energy onto the email and the Instagram. Now that I have people handling, mostly handling that you know, I need, I still need to do stuff for it, but, um, once I have it set, they can like do it. It, it kind of, and maybe I was using that as a tool of like, Oh, I have to send all these emails or I have to do my Instagram, like, um, to, you know, not do the other stuff. But now that that's kind of like set and I have that handled, I don't really have any excuse. Yeah. What else am I going to do other than work on projects? Like the, I have to out, you know, reach out like that's, you know, so. I love this. My favorite version of that was the website. It's like, I just need to work on the website before I make calls. Like it has to be perfect before I make calls. Uh, The problem is the website was never perfect and I could spend endless amount of times. Simon had exactly the same thing. He loved tweaking a website, but he didn't like making sales calls. Uh, We had the same same way of avoiding it christina i'm loving the energy and i'm loving the outreach this is fantastic yeah it's good it's good it's a positive uh change for sure perfect so for everyone listening to the episode the closing thought i'd love to give you is your sales come from the activity you do if you stop selling If you stop marketing, if you stop putting yourself out there, the sales will slowly drive up. The sales will slowly dry up. 
if you keep putting yourself out there, if you keep marketing, if you keep selling, the sales will come. And if we keep learning about sales, putting it into action, sending the messages out there, the sales will turn up. And that's what we have to do. Take the energy that Christina's had today. Use it for yourself. Get out there networking, selling, marketing, emailing, calling, and build the business of your dreams. Thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.